Welcome to Age Gap Finance, a podcast where a millennial and a baby boomer talk money. My name is Nick. I'm 23. I'm a financial advisor with Rosado Wealth Management and one of the managing partners here. My name is Ed Rosado. I'm 57 years old and I'm a managing partner at Rosado Wealth as well. Uh, And again, guys, this is our first episode, so give us a break. You know, our first podcast we've ever recorded. Uh, And another thing I wanted to mention is that uh, this podcast is strictly for entertainment. We aren't really giving advice to anyone specific. Uh, Of course, nothing in in investments is one size fits all. And to get real advice, um, that requires much more information. If you wanted to, we do free consultations. Uh, Just go to our website, rosadowealth.com. And we'd love to talk to you about all that. Um, Ed, if you want to go into a little bit about why we actually wanted to start this podcast and kind of the purpose behind it. Yeah, really the purpose behind the podcast was to um, educate our listeners and educate our clients on a lot of different topics because we know finance can be really dry sometimes, but we want to make this a little bit fun for everyone too. Um, So we're going to have a lot of interesting uh, topics. to cover over the po- over different podcasts, and you'll everybody will find it really interesting because of our age difference here, with Nick being twenty three and me fifty seven. So you'll see that we have a lot of different uh, uh, ideas and and thoughts and philosophies on, on finance, and we work good as a team because we we mirror those together to to help people, but um, and it helps us to help a lot of clients on all different age groups, um, especially a lot of the, uh, uh, the millennials and Gen Y and so forth. Uh, but we believe that we can really add a lot of value. Um, and yeah. really we want to reach out to a lot of people. Yeah. And, um, going back to the adding value, you know, a lot of our clients, uh, they, they talk about how maybe their old advisor didn't reach out to them or, you know, they never hear from them. So this is kind of a way for us to kind of keep in touch with all our clients and talk to them about, you know, many different topics. And uh, again, with our age difference, we think that'll bring some entertainment. I know we have looked at um, or listened to a few podcasts and, you know, everything, they just kind of yeah. spit fact after fact and it's it's pretty boring. Um, so we're, we're going to try to make it a little bit more fun for you guys and, and give some information out as well. Yeah, make it fun and, and to really give, like Nick was saying, a lot of good information that you can use um, because... Uh, a lot of the topics can be dry, and a lot of the podcasts, although we think a lot of them are pretty good, they just kind of uh, download a lot of information for you um, as it pertains to finance and things like that. Before we get into uh, kind of any financial information on the podcast today, I just want to give everybody kind of a background on myself. Um I started in this industry in 1997, so 22 years ago, in the insurance financial industry, and um, in 2008, I broke off and formed Rosado Tax Advisory Group, and where we were a financial firm always, but we, with the emphasis on uh, preparing taxes for clients helping them in, in the tax advisory role, helping them in to reduce their taxes that they're paying, which we still do today. Uh, but I think what happened over the years, especially the last 10 years, is that a lot of people kind of refer to us as just a tax firm um, that does financial. 
but uh, actually we're reverse. We're always a financial firm that did taxes. So uh, this year in 2019, we changed uh, officially our name to Rosado Wealth Management and um, where we can uh, you know, let people be more aware of uh, all of the services that we do instead of just taxes, but we still continue to do taxes for clients. Um, Nick uh, is my son-in-law and uh, he started uh, working with Rosado Tax Advisory Group about four years ago um, while he was still in college and learned a lot on the financial side of the business and also the tax business, which has been very helpful to him uh, now that he's full-time with us. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, uh, just to give a little information about myself, I've been in the financial industry for uh, about six years now and uh, Ed had mentioned I started here when I was still in college. Um, I went to USF, got a finance degree, um, but honestly, where, where I learned most of my information was uh, being in the business, working with Ed, and um, you know some of the licenses I had to get. So, you know, school is definitely uh, good and, and definitely another asset for me to have, just to be a little bit more well-rounded for people, but. Um, overall, most of what you learn is is uh, by doing it, and um, I think Ed has been a pretty good mentor for me throughout this. And um, you know, I, I've always been interested in in finance. And um, actually, what kind of made me want to join the industry way back was uh, when I was in middle school. I had an economics class, and uh, you know, middle school me wanted to do day trading, and I <laughs> um, day trading. Yeah, yeah, and so. Um, with day trading, I mean, obviously when I was in middle school, I couldn't do it, but in high school, you know, I had a little bit of income. I tried it out and, you know, although I liked it, I didn't really make any money off of it, uh, as, as you know, most day traders don't, but, um, that's kind of what, what made me, uh, have an interest in investments and I've kind of built off that and, you know, I've been loving it ever since. And I know this, uh, so far has been pretty introductory, but you know, you guys will definitely get to know us more over time and see a little bit more of our personalities and, you know, we'll joke around some and have some fun with it, but we just kind of wanted to give you guys some information on where we come from, who we are, and uh, we'll build off that. All right, so the real kind of first topic we want to talk about here is just an overall market update. We're going to try to stay regular with these and, um, you know, as we're putting out the podcast, just keep you guys updated with what's going on in the market right now and um, to throw some numbers at you. Uh, year to date, as of yesterday, the Dow is up about 14.79%, NASDAQ uh, a little over 20%, S&P just over 18%. So overall, market's doing pretty good this year. Yeah, the NASDAQ's killing it. I know, 20%, that's that's pretty much unheard of. So, um, you know, although these numbers are pretty good, I actually broke it down over what happened in um, quarter three, just the last three months, what how they've moved, um, and... The Dow actually went down 0.06% over the last three months. NASDAQ is down 1.5%, and the S&P is down 0.22%. Wow. So, you know, market did very, very well in, in the first quarter of the year, and kind of since then, it's just been riding um, riding that wave. And uh, although, again, although the numbers are high, it's kind of been hanging out where it, where it ended quarter one at. Yeah, and if we look at... Um... We all remember what happened last year. This time last year, uh, we were we experienced nine months of riding the market real well, 
and then October of last year, um, everybody lost 10 months of gains just about. So uh, hopefully everything can sustain right now and, and keep going and bring us into yeah. uh, and bring us right into the new year. Yeah, last last year quarter four was um, well, it was kind of scary. So hopefully we don't repeat any of that. And um, you know it'd be interesting. You know today and being a new quarter, you know what what companies report their earnings as. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's that's going to have an effect on the market definitely. Yeah. All right, now let's get into some of the content here, some of the meat of it. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, if I was to uh, look back and uh, and uh, how I kind of started uh, uh, saving for my future and so forth. And if I was Nick's age right now, um, what I would want to do, if I could go back and, and, uh, and change some things, you know, uh, one of my, uh, one of my biggest mentors, I have to admit was my dad, you know, my dad came over in 1947 from Italy and, uh, immigrated over and uh, with absolutely nothing with his five brothers and one sister and his mother and had nothing but the shirt on his back and uh, and I look at uh, how um, growing up you know we had a nice house to live in always had new cars and food on the table and um, didn't do a lot of vacations back then but a lot of family over and on holidays and we we enjoyed life and so forth and I look back and my dad having uh, nothing when he came over and no education either as well and um, he always used to preach to me and uh, my siblings you know that uh, you know it's not how much money you make it's how much you keep um, how important credit was to have credit because if you didn't have credit you didn't have anything yeah um, it's funny that that you're saying these because a lot of these are what i've heard you say to even me and <laughs> alexa right. um you know your daughter my wife um throughout the years is that you know it, it's not about how much you make necessarily as, as long as you're saving you know you can still have a pretty good life you probably have seen too nick and like when you first started with us and sat in on financial appointments with clients, I've even preached that to clients. Too, yeah, is no, that, I have heard that. You know, because um, when clients reach a certain age, it, it's sometimes it's to the point where it's not how much you make anymore in the market; it's how much you keep. So strategies have to change with clients as they as they age too, as well. But you know, some of the important things for for people in your age group and so forth is you know. To, to save as much as you can and uh, to make sure that you have at least six months uh, worth of uh, uh, savings, you know, to cover you if you're not working. Yeah, you know, I've heard that. Your, to mm-hmm. cover your salary. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe eat out less and, and, and not go to Starbucks as much. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's, that's difficult with, uh, well, I mean, you know, Alexa, she... <laughs> She uh, she likes her fall. <laughs> <laughs> you know the pumpkin spice lattes they can get you, and uh, you know uh, you start uh, uh, spending uh, you know three, four, five dollars on a coffee. You know those will add up. You know there was there was a book that was written some years ago called um, <clears throat> the Latte Factor, and if anybody uh, ever uh, ever gets a chance to pick that book up, it's a really a good read. 
Um, I, I read that book years ago when it came out, and it's really, really good for a lot of young people out there. Uh, but, you know, growing up and, and learning, you know, again, from, from my dad, to live below your means, um, build up your credit, which is important. Um, you know, even, you know, my wife, Lori, and I, will, we're going to be married 30 years this year. And, uh, uh, you know, we've had, you know, we have excellent credit, both of us. And one of the habits that we've always gotten into is to never use our credit card unless we had the money to pay off the bill when it came in. So if we bought a couch for, you know, $2,000, we wouldn't buy that on the credit card unless that money was there to pay it when that bill came in. So that's a really a, a, always a good habit. Credit cards can be dangerous. It makes it too easy right now to spend. And uh, that's where people get, uh, it gets out of hand for a lot of people. Well, and, and one thing that I, I even find interesting, because a lot of clients we work with are, you know, about retirement age, uh, you know, half the people you see when they're writing a check out to you, um, say during tax season or something, they, you know, they, they flip their checkbook and then you see them writing right. in, in, in the back, uh, back of the book. I don't even know what it's called right now. That's how bad it is. And, um, the check register. Yeah. The check <laughs> register. And, um, you know, they're balancing their checkbook. They're seeing mm -hmm. every dollar that comes out, they're adding it up. And then kind of the way they've adapted is e even if they do online banking, they, check what they their book says compared to what their online balance says and mm -hmm. honestly uh i've never even done that no and so, a lot of people haven't and that's that's what makes our practice kind of unique because we have such a diverse group of clients from people that have been retired for 20 years to early retirees to people that are still working and and then people like in your age group that are just starting out so right. we get to see all of it um but um those people that you're talking about, those are the, uh, that's the generation of savers. You know, those are the people that, you know, they, either they or their parents went through the Great Depression and, you know, all they had to do was save, save, save. And now even if they have enough more money than they, they can never spend, they still like to save. Yeah. But, you know, there's an old saying that cash is king. And, uh, you know, to have... To have cash in the bank and on hand for emergencies and so forth, there's there's nothing better than that. But it takes discipline, right? And and kind of one question I have on that is, um, you know, obviously uh, we're we're new homeowners. We've we've had our house just a year now. Um, kind of something that we're having trouble weighing is what uh, I, I know living beneath your means is important, but what do I always preach to you, Nick? <laughs> What do I preach to you and Alexa all the time? When you guys talk about something that you're going to buy for the house or you want something that you want to get. Well, you, that, I know you say, is what, it a want what, or what is it I, a need? What, is what that, do I preach? Is that what you're talking about? Is it a, is want, it a or is want or is it a need? Yeah. And um, I mean, a lot of them are wants, but also you can't live life only having needs. You know, you, you want to enjoy your what, you know, if you're making money or whatever, you want to enjoy some of that. So. Um, yeah, we have like trips and stuff we go on, but things like improvements on the house, you know, we, I've talked to you about, we're trying to build a deck. Um, but Alexa's now getting on me about our appliances <laughs> and you know, I'm like, you know, we could do one or the other, but, but I, I there's no way we could do both at, just all at once. That's, that's way too much. So, well, it's almost like, you know, you guys came into a marriage with a really 
a cute little dog that you have, <laughs> Piper, you know, and every, we love that dog and you guys love that dog more than anything. And then one day you came home with a cat. Yeah. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, Nick, is that a want or a need? Did you really need that cat? Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess I, 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 I that, that's a tough thing to, to ask. I, that was definitely a want. Yeah. And but it was also own, another expense that you didn't need as it, a new married was. couple. Yeah. It so. was. And it was definitely a want that. I just wanted and yeah. and she didn't so um that probably wasn't the best decision but you know but that all comes that all comes with time and experience and being together and you'll learn over the years that you know Lori and I being married 30 years we still when we make a purchase or look at things and so forth you know is that something that we really need right now or is that something that we just want to get to get so i i know you of the two you're the much more um i mean i'm i'm the same way as you i wouldn't say to the same point you're a little bit more extreme than i am but kind of definitely our dynamic is that me and you are a little bit more you know we don't want to spend so much and uh our wives want to spend a lot (laughs) so um is there i guess over time does that uh, you know, because obviously you guys have differences. She may mm-hmm. want that seven thousand uh, dollar kitchen table for the cabin or whatever, but <laughs> well, that's you know, not going to happen. Dave. I know that's not going to happen, but but still, you know, the for me and you, that would never cross our mind a seven thousand mm-hmm. dollar table. So, or is it just over time you learn how to, you know, are those things? D- does Lori realize that's a want and not a need over time, or do you have to preach that to her? Or how does I that think work? since Lori got involved in our business too, as far as being part of our company, she now she learns, you know, uh, what comes in and what goes out, and so forth. So I think she's more aware of that. But yes, she does go into tangents sometimes where she thinks she might be able to spend something that it's not realistic, because a couple of days later she's like. What was I thinking about with the seven thousand dollar dining room set, you know? And uh, dude, we don't need to spend that, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, reality check. Yeah, I mean, I think when she said that, just about everyone was was shocked. But you know, I, uh, you know, I guess it's good to see that she. I, I I'm kind of hoping Alexa has the same thing with the appliances, um, because. You know, we don't need new appliances necessarily, or maybe maybe we get the appliances and not the deck. I don't know. We, we, yeah, just... you guys do need new appliances. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was over your house the other day, and uh, I grabbed an egg out of the uh, refrigerator, <laughs> and it was frozen when I cracked it open. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this the thermostat on this refrigerator is not good. But see, where, where they get me with that is the, the packages are so much cheaper. <laughs> Than, than the uh, than buying thing, things individually, and our fridge needs to go. I, I I mean I'm fully on board with that, but you know you could spend twelve hundred on a fridge, but the whole package is two grand. So yeah, you know, do you want to replace it all and have a nice matching set that's all upgraded, or do you just replace the one that's going bad? I always struggle with that. I always look at it as think about how much you're going to spend on that package, and it's going to last you at least 10 to 15 years and you probably save so much money by doing that where you can take that extra money that you would have saved on an, an expensive appliance package and go on a nice vacation or something yeah or invest so it. invested yeah. correct but honestly the 
I guess long term, it would take a lot of time in order to to recoup, um, you know, any food that goes bad because it's in the fridge. But, <laughs> but you know, it, I know it is something that does pay for itself kind of over yeah. time. Plus, when you sell the house, new appliances always look nice and, um, you know, kind of help the value in that as well. Here, here's the one thing <laughs> is that I the one thing that I could uh, give advice to a lot of the young people trying to you know, save and, and for their future and, 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 you know, live within their means and so forth is that, you know, when you start, you're, you're going to start making more money as you get older and, and as you work more, but the hardest thing to do. And one of the recommendations I could always make to younger people is that try not to change your lifestyle that much because that's how you accumulate more. Right, because it, if you uh, you know, you know, you know, if you're driving a a Kia right now, and it's a good car and uh, it gets you where you want to go, and then all of a sudden, you know, a year or two later, you start making a lot more money, and now you want to get a BMW or you want to get something else, and that's all. Um, now, are you really living within your means, or you just you know, it goes back to the want or need, and um, a lot of those. Um, uh, the discipline uh, factor that comes into play helps you to build your retirement faster. The more, you know, again, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, a big point for a lot of people. Uh, I don't think it's specific to my generation, I don't think at least, but um, just people who are maybe in their mid-20s who maybe graduated college and are now kind of in their first career, they're finally starting to make a little mm -hmm. bit more money. I think it's kind of a learning curve that, um, you know, you now that you're making more, that doesn't mean you should be spending exactly. twice as much as you were. Yep. Um, so that's definitely a, a point that, that, you know, we like to get across is, um, you know, thankfully I, I learned it quick. Um, it could be because my, you know, my job and everything, but, but overall, just because you're starting to make more doesn't mean you could spend more. Um, well, I mean, I think, you know, to a point you, you learned, um, you had to learn on your own because you had to, uh, you had to cover all of your tuition expenses and you had to cover the expense of your car and your insurance and all that stuff. So, um, whereas maybe a lot of people in your situation don't have that expense where it's covered by someone else or their parents or whatever, but so you know, it's the same way when I was growing up, um, you know, I had to cover all my expenses. Uh, you know, my, my parents, there was five kids in our family and my parents said that we'll, you know, they bought all of us uh, a car when we turned age, but once they turned that car over to us, we had to pay for our insurance and the tags on the car and the gas and the maintenance and all that stuff. And they weren't elaborate cars, believe me. I think my first car that my dad bought me was $600. Hmm. So, um, uh, yeah. uh, 1969 Oldsmobile Cutlass. Wow. And now I like to go back and get that same car. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think that's a good idea. But, um, but that's just, um, your upbringing, I think, had a lot to do with your discipline right now. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, since I was 16 and even, uh, you know, once I first started working, I barely had enough money to pay for those things. But just kind of the way I was brought up, I did have to pay um, for my insurance and, 
you know, a, a lot of things that maybe a 16 year old doesn't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that did help me because, you know, when I was working my, my first job when I was 16 or I might have been 15 when I got it, I was at Publix and, you know, I was making 100 bucks a week or 120 bucks a week or whatever it was. And then my all my bills, my gas, my insurance, any fun stuff I wanted to do, you know, that might have been. 250 bucks a month yeah um you know when you're only making you know say uh 240 or 340 whatever 350 uh, a month you know pretty much that hundred dollars i had left i I saved that's right um where you could have gone and spent it on some new basketball shoes or yeah and i i remember um just uh, before I made any purchases at that level, um, I was at an hourly rate and everything. I I would be like, um, you know, say I wanted to go to a dinner, you know, and it was thirty bucks. I'd be like, oh, I have to I have to work three four hours just just for this one hour of enjoyment. I always used to think like that. And, yeah. Um, you know, since I'm no longer in an hourly position, I feel like I've kind of gotten away from that. But um, it's not a bad bad idea to think like that. Um, you know, how many hours does it take for me to recoup? this this you know temporary enjoyment i mean mm-hmm. if you're it, it, not that everything has to equal perfectly but you know if you're only going to get an hour enjoyment out of something you know and you have to work 10 hours for right. it think about nick the clients that we sit down with on a daily basis you know the the age groups are so diverse from younger up to people in their 70s and 80s and when we look at the people that are been retired for a while they have accounts with us and they never take a penny out of it. Yeah. And what do they say? They say they all say the same thing. We we live within our means. We don't need any income. We beg some people to take income from their accounts. Yeah. And they don't because they've never changed the way they they have their lifestyle really. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they go on vacations. Our, a lot of our clients enjoy life and enjoy retirement, but that mentality of living within their means from when they were very young because when they struggled never changed even well, though they have a lot more money now yeah it's funny you, you we we've seen millionaires you know come in with a ripped shirt you know torn up <laughs> shoes beat up car right and you're you know those are the type of people where we're like you know you're you're 75 right um you know realistically you don't have 30 years left to, right. to use all this money up you know take a little bit out and you know, go to Europe or buy buy that car you've always wanted. Or it's whatever all it the be. mind. It's all the mindset. It's just a mindset that they've always had that they need to live within their means and save. And you'll never you'll never really change a lot of those older retirees yeah. out of that mindset. And and it's funny because you know, obviously, when you're seventy and a half, you have RMDs to worry about. You know, if it weren't for the RMDs, I know people complain about it because they get taxed and everything mm-hmm. on them, but. A lot of people complain about it, but if they didn't have RMDs, they probably wouldn't even be taking any of their money exactly. and enjoying some of it. Right. So, yeah, and uh, something else to mention about the RMD or required minimum distribution is that um, you know a lot of times people have a negative connotation when they when they think about it, but uh, most of these retirees that we see that have you know hundreds of thousands or so in 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 accounts that they're never going to touch the RMD almost works as a way where you know, if they weren't forced to take this money out, they probably wouldn't be enjoying, you know, some of the benefits of actually using that money they've worked their entire life for. So, I, um, you know, I, I think RMDs could be be a good thing. Um, and and uh, Yeah, I mean, the, uh, you know, I mean, the IRS even came out 
several years ago, and they now allow uh, retirees that are forced to take these required minimum distributions where they can actually donate them directly to a charity where people, you know, it might make clients feel, you know, for some of our clients, they have done that and it makes them feel good about that. And they really don't need the money and they could donate it to a local charity or their church, which, which makes it, uh, you know, a lot, you know, aren't there tax benefits if they, um, donate it to a charity as well? If it goes donated directly to a charity or church, et cetera, they are not taxed on it. It goes directly from the IRA custodian or wherever they hold their IRA directly to the charity. So it doesn't become a, um, taxable event for the client. And I believe the law is that the code is that they still can, um, uh, donate up to a hundred thousand dollars a year to a charity well, without being taxed on it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I we're, we're kind of coming to the end here of our podcast and I, I just wanted to recap some of the points that, that we've discussed. And, um, you know, first thing is that people just starting out, you know, starting to make some money, you know, it's not a race, uh, to see what, who, who's making the most or, who um, has the best stuff, you know, when you're 25 or however old you may be, you know, the long game's more important. It's, you know, saving for retirement. It's like the tortoise and the hare. Exactly. I mean, slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. And, you know, it's um, it's very easy for the younger generation now to get tempted and to, uh, you know, to live uh, way above your means. But Yeah, especially with everything being posted online, you know, people buy new cars and, you know, they kind of flex on you with that, but, uh, you, you feel like you need to catch up or, you know, oh, they, they got a new car. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm behind. Why are they doing so well? And I'm not, right. um, a lot of it's for show. Um, so, you know, that's, that's something, uh, to keep in mind. And, um, another thing, build your credit, make sure you pay off your credit cards every month. You know, Ed's advice there was that only put on your credit card what you know you could pay off at the end of the month. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll reiterate again, it's, you know, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. If you keep that philosophy and uh, it'll it'll help you to be more disciplined um, as you go through the years of working and, and saving for retirement. Right. Actually, one, one point I do want to make, uh, a good example of that is um, we, we've met clients who haven't made, uh, throughout their whole careers, you know, weren't making say six figures or anything like that and you know there's 60 70 now we've seen millionaires um walk through the doors who who never really had a job that you would think would make someone a millionaire mm-hmm. um just because of their you know the amount they've saved you know we've seen school teachers who are notorious for having really low pay and um you know it, it's just that kind of drives the point home is that these people who are disciplined you know, and maybe not making as much as that person who say you are making six figures, but you're spending so much of it. Yeah, um, it is amazing that the people that we see in this business where, you know, a lot of them don't have college degrees. They just worked very, very hard, raised families, uh, just just saved. Um, and, you know, they they enjoy life now. But, you know, there wasn't a lot of new cars and new houses and vacations when they were uh, when they were working and growing up and raising families and stuff like that. And 
you know, but that's, uh, it goes back to, you know, being disciplined. So, yeah, um, you know, those things like, you know, maybe making your coffee at home or uh, not eating out as much, those things can, you know, as the, although it's, you know, five bucks here, five bucks there, maybe, you know, say 50 on dinner or whatever it may be, you know, all those things really do add up. And, um, you know, in the end, that, that's how you're going to build a good retirement. Yep, those things could be a big expense and, and you could save money. And every time you don't do that, go for coffee or or uh, uh, go out to dinner as much, that's money in your pocket. Right, yep. Really, that we, we've kind of come to the close of our first podcast here. And um, if there's topics that you guys want us to talk about, um, as of right now, you could reach us by going to our website. There's a Contact Us page on there um, or you can give us a call um, you know look us up but we're working on getting a email set up so that um, any ideas or questions you may have you can just uh, email us and you know we'll read them on the next podcast and um, we're always looking for feedback from you guys so um, you know don't don't hesitate to reach out yeah just go to risottowealth.com and uh, if you want to reach out to us and check out our website um, Hopefully, uh, our, fir- our very first uh, podcast here wasn't too rough for you to listen to, but uh, we promise the future ones will be better. And uh, and as we get more feedback from everyone out there, we'll you know uh, we'll come up with more topics and things that'll be beneficial to everybody. All right, and uh, so thanks for listening to our podcast, and we'll see you next time. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through True Investments Capital, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.